Now, 630 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Good morning and a reminder, you have two weeks to get all your Christmas shopping done because Christmas Day is two weeks tomorrow. And that's a reminder for myself as well. Uh, so don't feel judged because I'm in the same boat. And as you guess by now, uh, this is not Morley Scott. It's Dave Campbell in for Morley who was off this week and uh, was handling his own Christmas shopping duties. He'll be back next Saturday. Coming up on the show, we'll hear from Gavin Cobb, the uh, Elks receiver, Fourth round pick of the Elks. A lot of people thought he was a steal in the uh, 2022 draft. Had a great combine, excellent training camp, and unfortunately he suffered a season-ending injury in the second preseason game against the Calgary Stampeders. We'll also hear from Jake Ceresna, the lone Edmonton Elk on the Western Division All-Star team and the CFL All-Star team. But let's start off with some news and notes, and we'll head to the other side of the uh, line of scrimmage and talk about the offensive line. The Elks hiring Steven Sorrells as their new offensive offensive line coach. He will replace Anthony Vitale, who spent one season with the team in 22. Sorrells was the O-line coach of the Riders from 2017 to 22. He spent the first two seasons working under Chris Jones, who was the Riders head coach and GM from 2016 to 2018. In 2017, Riders gave up the third most sacks in the CFL with 44. Much better year in 2018. In fact, the Riders under Sorrells finished uh, in a tie with the Calgary Stampeders for the fewest sacks allowed in the league with 27. Last year, of course, it just caved in. Whether it was personnel, whether it was coaching, it was probably everything. Uh, that was involved. Injuries played into it as well, but the Riders gave up the most sacks in the CFL with 77. Elks finished with the second most sacks allowed with 53. And the Elks did hire, or sorry, sign a offensive lineman, uh, Canadian Samuel Tomasin, the second round pick of the Montreal Alouettes in 2019. Had a couple of games uh, with the Owls in 2021. Out of the powerhouse, Laval Rougeor in U Sports won the Vanier Cup in uh, with Laval in 2018. He is a two-time first-team All-Canadian, one-time second-team All-Canadian. Well, let's go back to the uh, defensive line. No problem here for Jake Ceresna, as uh, he was sensational. Only played 12 games, missed six games early because of a shoulder injury after the first game of the season. What did he do? 10 sacks in 12 games, tied for second in the CFL with forced fumbles with four. And I had a chance to talk to Jake Ceresna about being becoming a first-time CFL All-Star. It feels good. Um, you know, obviously, we play the sport for, you know, team team accolades, but, you know, it's still it's still an honor to get um, honored for an individual award like this. Yeah, and, you know, coming from the season that you just experienced where the team success wasn't where you wanted it to be, um, this isn't more of a – it is kind of an individual success, but it's also – you can't do what you do unless you have help around you. So maybe try and balance that for me and just, you know, try to talk about the, the personal success versus the team success. Yeah. You know, um, it's kind of just contributing, you know, like, um, one, one hit, like, uh, you know, just pouring from, you know, I say you can never pour from an, em uh, an empty glass. So, you know, if, if I'm not a great player, I can't help the team be, be mm. any more, um, achieve the team goals. So, so for me, it's, it's about becoming the best player I can be. 
and and that's great. I'll get individual awards and, and such as All Star like this, and in turn, I can help the team by just just being a great player and making plays out on the field and trying to help us win. Ten sacks in twelve games, and I want to focus on the twelve games you played. The first game, which we don't know, want to talk about and reminisce about <laughs> anyway, but then. It was it was kind of a strange circumstance for you leading up to when you were placed on the six game injured list, because I think it happened the day before the home opener against the Riders, and we found out you had a shoulder injury. Can you maybe just go back and just uh, talk about when you actually found out that you know the injury was that serious and being able to work your way back and and having success after that? Um, yeah, you know, it, it was kind of bugging me um, there in training camp. And then I, I played the first game and I felt good. But then after the game, it kind of, um, you know, my shoulder started hurting and I couldn't really move it too too well. And um, that whole week, I was just I was just trying everything I could to, to play in the game. And then it, it just became kind of obvious later in the week that I wasn't going to be able to, to, to go. It didn't really get any better. So, um uh, fortunately, I put on the sixth game and, and just just spent my time there, just rehabbing, and you know I just kept train, training, training hard, um, knowing that like when I was going to come off it, I was just I was just going to try to make an immediate impact and, and be as successful as I can and, and, and try to help the team in any way I could. So um, that was that was just kind of my mindset. Um, you know, ideally not getting hurt, I could have had more stats or, or put up better numbers, but I think everything happens for a reason. And, and because I got hurt, it just had this extra fire that I had inside to just, just come out of, just come off the sixth game and just be ready to go and just be ready to try to catch up to everybody else and just make as many plays as I can. And you're 10 sacks third in the league, but you led all interior defensive linemen in sacks. That's not an easy thing to do uh, from a non-Russian position, but explain how you're able to, to, to get to the quarterback so often. And also, we got to mention, too, get four forced fumbles, which was second, uh, tied for second in the league as well. Yeah, you know, you know, um, I think it's a multitude of things. First thing, um, you know, Chris Jones is Chris Jones has a good defense, and I think that I fit pretty good in it, and, and it allows me to make plays. Um, I'm able to move move around a lot. Uh, you know, I'm playing anywhere from nose all the way out to, to the edge in pass rushing, uh, depending on, you know, what defense he calls. And then on top of that, I, I just keep working on my pass rush. It's something that I'm always working on in the off season and, and working on during the season and just trying to refine and get better. And um, I'm always working on, you know, like trying to force a fumble or, or work on, you know, stripping the ball out when I get to the quarterback. And I think, you know, I've been working on that for like, <laughs> since I was in college. So, so for, for almost 10 years and I finally, I feel like it's finally starting to pay off. So it's just, you know, just the repetitive motion of it. It's finally, you know, kind of getting in my brain. And when I get out there, I'm, I'm actually starting to go for the ball more, which is good to see finally happening. You know, some, some things just take forever and I'm just glad that um, I was able to go out there and have an impact. Yeah, no question. Now I'm sure the season when you, I don't know how much time you've had to reflect on the season. I mean, there's there was ample opportunities to win some games and have your, you know, your situation be much different as a team. But when you look back on the games that slipped through your fingers, um, what what really comes to mind about how that happened? I know it's it's crazy. I, I was I was you know looking back to it and. You know, it's like three or four games here or there, and I'm like, man, we, we probably would have made, you know, because Sask went on that losing streak towards the end of the year, and, and if we win three or four more games, I think we make the playoffs. And you could point to these three. There's 
I mean, there's a bunch of games on the schedule where we're right there. We're winning in the fourth quarter and, and we kind of let slip through our hands. I think, you know, it's tough. You got a first year head coach, you got, you know, a bunch of new players, a, a whole new team, you know, a bunch of guys left, a bunch of new guys coming in. Um, we have a bunch of young guys. Um, so it's kind of getting that cohesiveness down and, and starting to play together and, and building a foundation. And I think that's what Edmonton is going to be doing going into the next season is, is, you know, we're going to have a core group of guys on the team and, and we're going to build a foundation and, and have a tight knit group so that when we come to those moments or those close games, you know, like we trust in each other and we're going to go out there and be able to make those plays and capitalize on our opportunities. Um, you know, this past season, it felt like, uh, we were just finding ways to lose games. You know, we had games one and, and we were just giving up the ball in the red zone or, or giving up a big play on defense. So, um, I think it's just, you know, cohesiveness and, and, you know, having Chris Jones come back for a second year, I think is only going to help us. He, uh, you know, he has a great game game plan and, and he knows the things that we need to fix up this team and get it going in the right direction. And you are a uh, pending free agent uh, in February. Um, I know NFL workouts could start next week. You've gone down that route as well, but what's, what's next for Jake Ceresnas as you get uh, ready towards the, uh, the, the, the off season for 2023. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just in some contract talks with Edmonton. Um, it's a great city. It's someplace I, I, I love to sign. So, or love to play with. So, um, you know, hopefully we get something done. Um, and then, uh, I, I'm going to explore and see if there's any NFL teams interested in me and, and just kind of see, um, see what type of interest they have down South and, and just take it from there. So just taking things one step at a time, not, not really rushing the process, just taking time to, uh, get my thoughts together, um, see how my body's feeling, um, in the off season and, and just, um, just take just take it one step at a time and just make sure I'm making the right decisions. Yeah, you kind of have to play the long game, even though you have about what you know two and a half, three months to 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 play the long game, which is not necessarily that long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not long, but sometimes it does feel long at the same time. Um, just kind of my personality, I just want like the next thing right away. So I just gotta kind of sit back for a minute and just relax and 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 just reflect on things. I should mention as well, uh, Jake Ceresna's 10 sacks, that was tops among all interior defensive linemen and overall good for third in the CFL. Great year for Jake Ceresna and what was not a great year for the Edmonton Elks. We'll hear from Gavin Cobb next about his foray into professional football as a rookie, dealing with a serious injury, and coaching at the high school level here in Edmonton. This is the Elks This Week. I'm Dave Campbell, and for Morley Scott on Elks Radio 630 Chad. Football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Welcome back to the Elks this week. Nice to have you along on this Saturday morning. I'm Dave Campbell and for Morley Scott, who will return next week. Well, the Elks uh, made an interesting signing this week. Not often you can uh, sign a former Oscar winner, best actor, Denzel Washington. Amazing. Win or lose, we're going to walk out of the stadium tonight with our heads held high. 
Uh, okay, yeah, pump the brakes. It's not the uh, actor, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington is a defensive back, played two seasons at Arkansas Tech University in 2019 and 21, recorded 37 total tackles, one interception, 10 pass knockdowns, one forced fumble in 21 career games for the Wonder Boys and Trayon Gray, running back, signed with the Elks, uh, back with the Elks, signed in January of 2022 before being released in early May out of the University of Miami, or the U, as it's affectionately called. Uh, spent 2019 training camp with the Cleveland Browns, signed with the Argos in November of 19, and uh, played four seasons for the Hurricanes, finishing his university career with 294 yards rushing and five touchdowns. Also, a couple of kickers signed by the Elks this week. Uh, Greg Hutchins, uh, Canadian out of UBC, spent uh, some time with the with Edmonton in 2019, finished the season on the practice roster in 2022 here in Edmonton. And uh, I'll tell you, watching practice, he had some bombing punts. And of course, Sergio Castillo's coming back. He'll handle the place kicking. But with the retirement of John Ryan, uh, Hutchins will be in the mix, I'm sure, for that, uh, for that punter spot. But uh, Ryan Meskell, their global player uh, from Australia, also signed uh, with the Elks uh, this week. And uh, uh, it's interesting for the Elks this year because they lost Steven Nielsen. He went back to Europe. He was their sixth lineman, very important player because he was their one global spot that uh, the Elks employed, and you needed one global player on each team. And uh, we'll see how this shakes out with Miskell who did play one regular season game uh, August 6th in, in uh, Vancouver rather against the Lions. Okay, Gavin Cobb. I would consider uh, one of the steals in the draft. And the Elks uh, picked him up in the fourth round of the 2022 draft. Receiver out of the University of Manitoba. A blazer. Just amazing speed. And uh, had a great combine and a good training camp. Unfortunately, he got hurt in the second preseason game. And I had a chance to speak to Gavin about, uh, first off, about uh, about draft day and what that was like. Well, I mean, it's it's been something that I've, that I've been, you know, preparing for the, you know, most of my whole life. I've always dreamt about playing in the pros, and I feel like everything that I've done leading up to that moment on draft day was to get me to where I where I've wanted to be, and to get the opportunity to play pro football. Man, it's like it's nothing uh, I could have I could ask more of. So yeah. I'm just happy to be, you know, get the opportunity. And uh, I know I had a good combine, and I thought I really showed my stuff. And I think that uh, my stock rose to where you know where it should have been. And you had a very good training camp and you know, there were, there's always injuries in camp, but you know, you found yourself with starting group and you know, when you're in the starting group, that means the team, you know, values you uh, that much. But unfortunately in that final preseason game against the Calgary Stampeders, which was, you know, it's preseason, but it wasn't, wasn't a very glowing performance, a 37, seven loss, but you got hurt in that game and that ended your season Did just, just describe the play and uh you know, just to kind of the feelings uh, trying to move on from that. Well, I mean, yeah. So I thought I had a really good camp and, uh, you know, I showed what I could do. I showed the type of football player I was. And, uh, yeah, in, in that preseason game, we were just on a, on a kick return. I was the off returner. And, you know, as I was leading the returner up the hole, he fumbled. And when the ball squared out in front of me, you know, I learned my lesson. We, uh, you need to dive on a loose ball instead of trying to scoop and score and be a hero. And when I went to scoop, it took a weird bounce backwards and, you know, a guy was diving for a ball and my foot just got kind of got stuck underneath them and, you know, tw- twisted my ankle up pretty bad. And yeah, ended my season, like you said. So, you know, it was a little disappointing for me, but at the end of the day, it's football and it's what we signed up for. So, I'm, you know, I'm just getting ready for next season. Yeah, no question. Now, was that your first major injury of your football career, like going back to high school and going back to college? 
Yeah, I would say so. That was my first uh, my first surgery. Um, I did. I, I tore my hammy back in 2018, and that took me out for a year. But other than that, I've been pretty fortunate throughout my career with injuries. You know, it seems whether you're a, a young player or a veteran. I mean, you talk to Aaron Grimes, and it was an agonizing year for him as well. And he's, you know, he's played almost 10 years in the league. But for you now, going through your first major injury, what was that like for you? Just to, you know, I think the biggest uh, concern from a player always is, am I contributing to the team? And you don't feel like you're a part of the team. But but tell me about going through this now and what you've learned about going through and rehabbing and, and recovering from a major injury well i mean it was it was a big learning experience for me i mean i learned a lot about myself but i was really just trying to be a sponge i was really trying to be in the locker room as much as i could and learn from the vets and you know see how they take care of their business and do things day to day and for me it, it, would, it definitely felt like a little bit of a disconnect from the team just because you know i felt like i can't contribute i'm a rookie how much do I know that, you know, I could really put forth for the team. So for me, I was really just trying to, I was trying to learn and I, I want to make sure when I come back next year that I know all the ins and outs and know how to take care of my body and, you know, how to come in and practice like a pro every day. Gavin Cobb joining us, Edmonton Elks receiver here on uh, the Elks this week on 630. Chad, Dave Campbell in for Morley Scott on this Saturday. Okay, you weren't you weren't bored though. I mean, you, you did a lot of things with the team, you know, with the rehab and you know being a part of the team. But then Salisbury Composite High School calls you uh, and says, "Hey, you want to be an assistant coach?" And that's where you also spent your time. How did this come about, Coach Cobb? Well, yeah, so I have a really good friend out here who uh, he runs, it's called Peak School of Football, mm-hmm. and it's like, a, it's like a little, it's a training group that, that he has that we're trying to kind of connect high school players to the university and junior levels, and he, so this guy, Ryan, he coached me when I was a senior in high school, and he had asked me if I wanted to come out one day to a practice, just say what's up to the guys, and, you know, have a, give them a little talk, and so I went out to that practice, and I helped out with the indie period, and helped out with the, you know, little offensive stuff. And I just fell in love with coaching and, and the kids, what, what, the, uh, what all the uh, older coaches said to me is like, you gotta be careful because once these kids stick to you, it's like glue and you're not gonna get rid of them. And they were right. <laughs> I, I fell in love with the, with the guys and I just, I don't know, gave me something to do. And I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, you're 24 years old and you know, you're older than the, the kids you're coaching. You're not that far removed from where they're at as well. So what was that dynamic like? Well, see, that was the cool thing for me is I feel like I can really relate to these kids on, on a, on a deeper level because, you know, I've gone through what they've gone through and I'm currently doing what, what a lot of the kids aspire to be doing, you know, like everybody wants to play pro football. And I remember when I was in school, if we had a pro football player come to our our practices, that was like the cool the coolest day of the year. And for me to be able to be there for the whole season and you know try to pr- provide a little bit of insight on certain things, not even just on the football field, but in life and, and in the classroom. Like I, I I think the the object of coaching for a lot of us is to you know create great young men and send them out into the community when we, when we're done with them. Yeah, that's great. And you know the team on the field, it was a good season uh you went to the provincial semifinals you ran into the harry Ainley titans who's uh you know they're a powerhouse and unfortunately um you didn't get to the final but uh 
uh, tell me about just just getting that experience and 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 the kids being able to play in such important games and at that high level and and to get so far and obviously you, you fell one game short obviously you want to get to the farthest point of possible and win but what what was that experience uh like for you and and for the team and and what what did you see well, I mean, there's a there's been a long lasting rivalry between Harry Ainley and Sal, and Sal, and to just to learn about that, you know, that rivalry and to be a part of it was it was super cool because you can see the passion that all these kids have for the game, and I, I was really impressed with the way that they came into those games, calm, cool, and collected. You know, they they just were there to take care of business. They weren't making it bigger than it needed to be, and uh, you know, unfortunately. That's the way football goes. There's always got to be a winner and a loser, and we just came up short. And final question for you, Gavin. Um, and you're you're staying in Edmonton year-round, so you already experienced a harsh winter, and so you're ready for January and February, so <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm wondering, you know, coming off your exit meeting and, and, and what your main focus is uh, heading into your second pro season. Well, my main focus really is just I'm, I want to come in as you know mentally as a vet i want to come in like i know what i got to do everything in the playbook is going to be is going to be like the back of my hand and i'm just coming i'm going to come in bigger faster and stronger than i was last year that is edmonton elks receiver gavin cobb picked in the fourth round of the 2022 cfl draft out of the out of the university of manitoba i'm dave campbell that's the show for this week morley scott will be back one week from today have a great weekend